This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today on the Online Enquirer podcast, it's time to talk brackets. And whenever we talk bracketology here on the Online Enquirer podcast, we tap into an Illinois grad champagne native, Brad Evans, who is now at Bally Sports. He's uh, the betting man. He's the bracket man. Basically, you want to put a wager on something, Brad uh, Evans is the guy to contact. Uh, not that I would know anything about that. Seriously, I, I, I don't gamble because I, I just can't handle the stress of it. Uh, but Brad Evans certainly does. But Brad also is a big bracket nerd, and he's really, really good at it. He does his bracket big board every year, and that is now live at Bally Sports. So we talked today with Brad Evans about the Illini basketball team, where they could be seated in the NCAA tournament, the best-case scenario, the worst-case scenario. Also ask him about what he thinks once Illinois gets into the NCAA tournament. And he shares some some interesting information that he gets from people within the basketball industry as well. But we also go across the Big Ten landscape. Focus on the Big Ten in this podcast today and go across some of these other teams that are really interesting. We know Purdue, Illinois, Wisconsin, uh, Ohio State are going to be pretty highly seated in the NCAA tournament. But we talk about Michigan State, who is really fading here down the street. We talk about Iowa, which is really surging down the stretch. And then we talk about those bubble teams, Rutgers, Indiana, Michigan, what they have to do uh, to make the field of 68. So sit back, relax, and get pumped (laughs) because Brad Evans always brings the energy. We're going to talk some bracketology with Brad Evans next on the Illini Enquirer podcast. But first of all, I got to remind you guys one last time about all the new apparel, Illini gear at Homefield Apparel. If you don't know about Homefield Apparel, they are the premium collegiate apparel brand right out of Indianapolis. Yeah, they started with uh, a lot of Hoosiers gear, stuff like that, but they do college gear right. And I just went on their website, homefieldapparel.com, and the first thing that pops up is a flying Illini shirt. They sent me one of them. It is so comfortable. It's the great logo, Illinois basketball with the the wings on it. You can get that in a tee, a hoodie. They got crewnecks as well. But what they did at Homefield Apparel, they just didn't, you know, go put some put together some crappy shirts for you, okay? They went through the history, their licensed apparel, they went through the history of Illinois' logos, the history of Illinois' success, and they put together some great looking, simple but vintage t-shirts you like that script illinois they got hoodies up on that that's one of my favorite logos if you want football rose bowl gear they have a fighting illini rose bowl tee you want the flying illini gear it's there if you're partial to the 0405 team with that illinois basketball logo they got one of those as well assembly hall orange crush the old school uh 80s helmet with that kind of semi-circle illini which is better than the new york giants ripoff one if you want that script illinois 
on a tank top. They got that for you as well. So check them out, homefieldapparel.com, their new Illini gear, which launched just last week. And for you Illini Inquirer listeners, you can get 15% off your first purchase at Homefield Apparel. All you have to do is go to homefieldapparel.com, type in promo code Illini Inquirer at checkout. So if you order something, Type in promo code Illini Inquire at checkout and you get 15% off. That's Home Field Apparel, vintage tees, hoodies, crewnecks, the best thing to wear to any Illini game you're going to this March. Check it out at homefieldapparel.com. Brad Evans, Bally Sports, up next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's always an exciting time whenever we get Brad Evans on here because we know March Madness is right around the corner. And nowadays, that's good uh, when we talk with Brad Evans because Illinois is back in the tournament. Welcome in, Brad Evans, Bally Sports. Let's talk about your bracket big board because it's here, Brad. Uh, March is just around the corner. How you been, man? Man, I've been busy. I uh, got a lot going on, a little this, a little that, a little everything. I believe, uh, Mr. Werner, I have last checked a dozen tickets open for tonight's college basketball action and you know we're we're doing this on a Wednesday and it is one of the more scintillating enticing and irresistible weekday slates I have seen and as a result I'm going to squander my kids college funds (laughs) that just makes life interesting though right Brad yeah, I mean, you know, fly by the seat of your pants. I mean, why? I mean, you only live once, yeah. Warner. So, you know, if, if I want to fire off, you know, a hot and spicy ticket on Mountain West Conference play, I'm going to fire off a hot and spicy ticket on the Wyoming, my Wyoming Cowboys. Oh, yours. Colorado State. <laughs> your Cowboys. Well, Brad, you're one of my go-to bracketologists. I know this has always been a lifelong passion of yours. Was it the USA Today used to pick up the guide? Was that what it was? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, go back in the day, and this is going to date me. You know, I'm, I'm nearly a 44-year-old ancient man um, getting gray in all the wrong places. And I could tell you this, um, yeah, the old school, you know, newspapers, kids. You know, I, I know they're kind of a thing of the past, of, you know, tangible objects. They used to go to the Bigfoot at the corner of Mattis and John Street, on my way to Centennial High School, uh, where I'm a graduate of, and uh, you know, right the the day after Selection Sunday, they always had that extra pullout section that they had that bonus section, which uh, had these little team capsules in there, the strengths, the weaknesses, you know, all the rosters, fun facts about the university where it was located, uh, the student you know population, all that stuff, and I would just geek out. I would yeah. memorize it. I uh, loved every single second of it. And, you know, help me fill out my brackets. And here I am living a degenerate life covering sports betting, bracketology, fantasy sports for a living. And somebody actually pays me to do it. So thank you, USA Today. Well, I know this creating the monster that is me. I I know this is such a labor of love, your bracket big board. So so take me through for for people that just think, hey, you guys just throw this together. There's not a lot of thought to it. We know that's not the case, Brad. So what goes into how you put together each bracket big board? Yeah, look, it's uh, for me, it's an arduous process behind the scenes, but I'm not going to, you know, bog everybody down and bore them with semantics and technology and some of the pitfalls that are involved in it. But every night 
uh, you know, presents uh, new opportunities for teams. Every night adds another piece of the puzzle. Every night also complicates matters uh, in trying to decipher the strengths, the weaknesses of how things are going to be viewed from the selection committee lens, right? Because that's ultimately what we're trying to do. We're trying to read the minds of those members of the committee as they are going through the process, looking at all the particular ingredients that go into the cake to figure out what seed line team A lands on or team B lands on. So, you know, I'm going in, I'm, I'm watching as much basketball as I possibly can, which I've done anyway since November because I'm betting on practically everything. Uh, so I'm juggling the NFL season along with the early action college basketball. And what I like to see is the evolution of teams and how they develop over the course of the season. This time of year, it's, it's really an accumulation of information from all the advanced analytics sites that are out there, whether it's Ken Palm, whether it's Bartorvik, whether it's Haslametrics, whether it's Sagarin, um, you know, along with the net rankings that are out there, you know, the quadrants, uh, the wins and losses there, where the good wins, where the bad losses on the resume, what's the strength of schedule? Every night it changes because there is another piece of the equation that gets, you know, baked in. Uh, and then you just kind of adjust on the fly um, based on how the resumes are looking through the eye test. And, you know, it's not what have you done for me lately? Do, 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 do. You know, don't nice do 80s reference there. Yeah, well, you know, if I had uh, a jack with major shoulder pads, I could really do it justice with the Janet moves, you know, side to side from, you know, back in the Dizzy. So it's not so much that, you know, it has everything to do with the full body of work. And, you know, that's something that the committee has harped upon time and time again. And I think that's something that the casual fan gets lost in. They get they get uh, drunk off recency bias. And when, in fact, you know, that has little to do with uh, where a team is going to be placed. So every night is uh, a lovable slog, is how I would describe it. Um, you know, the tequila is flowing. It may lubricate uh, the juices in my brain to properly seed teams in my estimation. But every day they're shifting about all the way through Selection Sunday and really all the way up until like the last five minutes before that Selection Sunday show on CBS. So, Brad, how much nowadays is basically just put these numbers into my algorithm, uh, whether it's you, the committee, uh, and how much is I test some of those narratives you're talking about, like with Illinois is an interesting case, right? Because yeah. Kofi missing games. Uh, what What do you think is the split? Like, Do you have a percentage split of what is the metrics, what is the I test? Well, I think the metrics are almost everything. Yeah. Uh, I, be, I would say it's 80-20. You know, and you hear these cliche lines from announcers that are, you know, covering a, a team. Let's say it's, I don't know, like Murray State, okay? Murray State is playing Belmont tomorrow, you know, the, the game of the year of the OVC. Huge one, right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to be watching that game as, you know, whoever is calling it probably for ESPN Plus or wherever it's going to air. And that announcer in Eveli is going to say, man, by the eye test, this racers team, they, they are dancing. They are dancing, America. It doesn't matter what they do with the OVC tournament. It doesn't matter what they really do at the end of this game. They deserve a spot as an at-large team in the NCAA tournament field. That means nothing. It's, yeah. a, bunch of, it's a bunch of poppycock hogwash, a smoldering pile of it, and a giant one at that. And as a result, um, you know, you have to look at uh, the bare bones. you got to look at the nitty-gritty. You know, what is – what is the overall resume telling you? What are the metrics telling you? Well, it's telling you that uh, Murray State has played a 200-plus strength of schedule. That's not good. Uh, it's telling you that they have two, um, you know, net quadrant one wins, uh, which are very encouraging. So that that's a plus. You know, they got the lopsided record. Uh, the conference record is meaningless, completely meaningless. 
whether you're in a mid-major power five, it doesn't matter. You know, toss the conference record out the window right now. You know, you have to strip it down bit by bit. Yeah, you have the eye test in front of you, and, you know, by the bounce of the ball and their production on the court, visually you might say, yeah, they should go dancing. But ultimately the metrics are going to tell a very different and more poignant story and will ultimately point the selection committee member when that team card slides across the screen and they see it, then it's all color-coded and, you know, rainbows, oh, pretty colors. Uh, and it will determine whether or not that team is in or out in the end. So 80-20, I think, is a fair yeah. estimation of metrics versus eye test. Well, Brad Evans, uh, the committee did its mock selection, which I think is a, is a good thing just to show. Maybe they should do that every week, uh, just like they do with yeah. the college football playoff. Be ratings bonanza. But right now they have Illinois as a three seed, and, and there's mm-hmm. still a lot left to play. Three quad one games in the regular season. Could have as many as three in the Big Ten tournament, at least yeah. one. Uh, what, what are the range of outcomes we're looking at for Illinois right now? Yeah, Illinois is a really interesting case uh, because, you know, the advanced analytics, they've been fairly consistent here these last couple of weeks. I mean, they've been hovering around, you know, in the net anywhere between 10 to 15 or within that 10 to 20 range. And really what the net is, is it's almost a mirror image uh, measurement of what Ken Palm is or Bart Torvik is. Um, They're all very similar in lining up. And, you know, these are all key pieces to the puzzle for the selection committee when they're viewing it. You got to remember, too, the net, folks, is a sorting tool. In its individual form, it, it bears as much weight as a Kimpom ranking or a Bartorvik ranking. And, and the committee does use those uh, when, you know, slicing and dicing a profile of a particular team. So, again, these are all ingredients that go into the cake. And yeah, you're right. I mean, Illinois got ample opportunity to bolster the, bo- the bottom line uh, with those quadrant ones. And if they were to secure the win, let's say, you know, three of the last four at home. So you got some prime opportunities there. Penn State can only hurt you, can't really help you, right? Uh, Ohio State, a quadrant one opportunity. At Michigan, and, um, oh, man, come on, uh, Kevin Warren, you couldn't, you know, extend that suspension of Diabate for another game? Come on, bro. He couldn't do us that solid one game, not two. Anyway, we're going to get him back, uh, or Michigan will get him back, and we're going to have to go toe-to-toe against uh, a fairly full force, you know, and I think going from Jawan Howard to Phil Martelli could be an upgrade, honestly. (laughs) for Michigan strategically, uh, given his uh, background overall. So that game is going to be a war. Uh, and then homing against Iowa, I think, is going to be an absolute war as well because the Hawkeyes are playing outstanding basketball, you know, killing Michigan State last mm-hmm. night, a game they Sparty wasn't even competitive in. So let's say Illinois wins out, you know, theoretically here in the regular season. And, you know, you're at 26 wins overall. Uh, you're going to have uh, ample quadrant one wins, uh, double figures more than likely. You know, sometimes like Rutgers, they're shifting constantly, whether it's a quadrant one or not. Uh, some of these other teams, Northwestern, another one of those that's shifting constantly because they're right there at the cusp of the top 75 in the net. Uh, you know, they're going to have an argument uh, for a two seed. And I think it's a low percentage. So I don't want to get, you know, Illini Nation all jazzed up about this, but there is a small percentage chance. Let's say Illinois wins out, runs a rough shot through the Big Ten tournament. Now, there's other variables at play here in some of these other leagues and conference tournaments, of course, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that Illinois lands in the one line again. Hmm. So uh, that's best-case scenario, right? I think ultimately they're going to be anywhere between a two and a four, and I think the worst-case scenario is probably a five. Right. You know, just uh, spitballing here off the top of my head, and th- that would be something like a colossal – a collapse of you know losing maybe all four games uh maybe getting another you know black eye on the resume losing to penn state at home when you know deem 
a sort of a description there, uh, stumbling in their first game of the Big Ten tournament against maybe Penn State again, you know, which is shaping up to be a possibility. You know, that that's a worst-case scenario here is you get that 5-12 draw that nobody wants. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, I think they're going to be on the 2-3 line when the dust settles come Selection Sunday. It's obviously been an interesting journey with this team, Brad. Feels like we haven't seen them full strength, and we're still talking about them as a 2-4 through four seed, which is pretty says a lot about Brad Underwood and this team. Um, what do you think of this team uh, once they enter March Madness or just coming down the stretch here? Well, let me uh, give you uh, uh, perspectives from a couple of people I greatly respect in the industry. Jeff Goodman is a really good friend of mine, and and Jeff uh, and I go way back. And uh, him and Rob Doster do a tremendous job for the Field of 68 uh, podcast network. I think Deion Thomas has got a podcast with them <laughs> right. uh, within that network, if, if I'm not mistaken. So shout out to the Field of 68 and Doster and Goodman. So uh, I have this television show that I do up in the United Center at Stadium Sports, and it's called Live on the Line. It's a sports betting show. Check it out. Bally Sports RSNs. Uh, watch stadium.com Monday through Friday from 11 to noon Central Time, and it replays like a billion times uh, across those uh, channels uh, throughout the day. And I brought Doster on the show. It might have been ten days ago, two weeks ago. And and I said, uh, I said, Rob, uh, what team that is at fifteen to one odds or lower, so worse odds, has the best shot to cut down the nets? Unsolicited, unprompted. I did not slip him any money, America. All right, he said Illinois. And and then I brought Goodman on, like five days later, asking the exact same question. What did he say? Illinois. Uh, I talked to Doug Gottlieb when I was at Radio Row at the Super Bowl. Asked him the same thing. He said, Illinois. I mean, it, it's crazy on the national scene right now. Some people that know basketball inside and out, and I know everybody's got their own personal opinions about them, but they know the game. And they are all unanimously saying Illinois has got the goods because they have the balance. Uh, they defend their butts off. And it all boils down to what version of Andre Corbello are we going to get, Right. And the other thing I think is a critical factor is, you know, we've seen some of these shooting slumps uh, at the guard position, some of the perimeter players that are out there. Now, Jacob Grandison was out of his damn mind, out of his mind against Michigan State. You know, you're going to need him or Alfonso Plummer. You know what Trent's going to do. He's probably going to bring at least 15 points every single night. But you need one of those ancillary players to step up. You know, maybe it's uh, R.J. Melendez. Uh, maybe Luke Goody gets healthy and he comes in and gets like 10 points out of nowhere. You're going to have to have that X factor to be that consistent third score uh, alongside Trent and Kofi. And if you're getting that, knowing that Illinois you know, is going to defend tenaciously, uh, has adequate depth, I mean, they can make a deep run, man. They're entirely capable of uh, getting you and I to New Orleans and if that happens, I'll meet you at the Bourbon House on Bourbon yes. Street, and we're going to slam about a dozen Sazeracs, Werner. I am game. I am game. You, you give me a call <laughs> if that happens. Yeah, they need to get us to New Orleans. It'll be a heck of a trip. I, we know from last year, Brad, matchups are huge, right? Like We learned yeah. that last year if you didn't know it already. Um, and if you're an Illini fan, what are you hoping for? Like, Say they get the two or three, right? That seems like a, a two, three, or four. What kind of team does Illinois not want to see as a five, a six, or a seven seed? Yeah, I mean, the the bottom line here is, you know, Kofi's just such a unique specimen of a human being and his skill set and what he brings to the table that there are very few teams that can match up well with him. You know, Purdue's a bad matchup for Illinois yeah, because that, it's that's Aggie. Why, that's why, Brad, I don't worry about the first-round matchup like against a 13 no. or a 14 because it's like, it's Kofi. I mean, you got Kofi. I don't, I don't worry about that. No, I mean, he's, he's, he's such a, a beast in the middle 
there are not enough horse tranquilizers in the world, <laughs> I think, to try to contain and slow him down if you're one of those double-digit seeds and you're going to have the daunting task to try to mitigate him. You know, he's going to go out there and get probably 25 and 15 on you. You're going to have to deal with it. You know, it's going to be, again, be some of those connective players like like yeah. Frazier, like Grandison, like Plummer that you got to worry about more than anything else. You know, I'm looking right now uh, at, say, the six-seed range that if Illinois were three, would see in the, in the round of 32. Arkansas is interesting. I think Arkansas could be problematic because of their length and right now their ability to play defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, since the middle of January, nobody has played stauncher defense in all of college basketball than the Razorbacks on a points-per-possession basis allowed. I mean, these are just facts. And, you know, I got a critical win on the road last night against Florida. I think UConn could be problematic because of Sunogo. Uh, that would be a hell of a matchup, yeah. him and Kofi Coburn going toe-to-toe there. But, I mean, UConn's erratic from outside. You know, Illinois has been erratic at times here down the stretch from outside. Uh, that is a matchup. Uh, you know, maybe we get a rematch against Marquette, and I think it'll be a very different story the second time around. And then there's Michigan State. Uh, I have right now as the lowest number six seed, and that's tenuous at best. Yeah. I, I mean, ultimately, the way that, you know, they're heading directionally, uh, that could be a seven, eight, nine seed when it's all said and done. So, yeah, Arkansas and UConn, I, I think, could push Illinois to the brink. But if Curbelo steps up and resembles a player that we know that he's capable of, and is playing meaningful minutes, and he's playing controlled, and he's facilitating and distributing and, you know, dropping in those teardrop shots, uh, kissing off the glass repeatedly and gashing defenses and, and probing and probing well, I mean, it, they could beat anybody. Yep. They could beat anybody in the country. They really can. So I, I think the, you know, the teams you have to fear most if you're an Illinois fan, you know, you're monsters, Gonzaga because of their depth, because of their front court with Holmgren and Timmy. Uh, you know, another date with Purdue. Can Purdue beat us, you know, three times in a row? Could be four times. Who knows? Uh, depending upon what happens in the Big Ten tournament. Kentucky would be an issue. Yes. And and I would say this. Uh, I would sell my soul to the devil, though. I've already done that years ago. So I guess the second soul, if I have one, to see Kofi go against Oscar Shibway. Oh, oh the storyline would so be deep. beautiful. Oh, it'd be, it'd be so, so deep good. in that game. So and good. and that would be must-see TV. And that would be a team that could be very problematic for Illinois because I think Kentucky is built similarly to the Illini in terms of what did they bring to the table along the perimeter, what they bring to the table defensively. Uh, that's a very, very good team for Coach Cowell. It's probably going to be his best shot to win a title um, since he joined Kentucky. So, look, I, I and we're, and we're talking, you know, rounds Rates. deep. To yes. meet some of these teams. Yes, I agree with you. Auburn, Kentucky, Illinois in the same bracket. How about that? That'd be that'd be fun. And, and Illinois would I think Illinois would handle Auburn. I think Auburn right now, if, if they were to land on the one seed line, they would be the most vulnerable team that's yeah. out there. Now, if Purdue gets there, they would usurp Auburn in that description because you know Boilers don't play a lick of defense. Right. I mean, historically bad, potentially for one seed. Break which is just a curiosity. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I just want to go through some Big Ten teams real quick with you before yeah. I let you go. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State, you mentioned them. They're free-falling right now. They've lost five of six. They got Purdue coming up, Michigan at Michigan, at Ohio State. The Maryland's their last game. 
What's there for if this keeps going yeah. badly? Uh, probably eight nine line. Yeah. Um, honestly, you know, maybe worst case scenario ten seed. But man, it is. Uh, there's some anemic, disgusting teams. You know, getting right around the nine seed. It's bad. Uh, for the most part. And I'm curious to see how the selection committee weighs teams like San Francisco and many of the Mountain West teams. Give my Cowboys, Wyoming. Um, absolutely love those guys. And they've, they've got a handsome resume. Uh, but will they, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt over a team like Michigan State in a power conference when you're splitting hairs with some of these resumes? I think Sparty will probably land on the seven line. And my God, if that happens, they're going to be like the most popular seven over two upset in the round of 32 in the history of brackets and because there's a sucker born every minute and people just fall to the sex appeal and the brand name and they're they're gonna get their butts handed to them i don't care who the two seed matchup is this spartans team um it it is one of the most undisciplined michigan state teams i've ever seen in the time as oera Agreed. They just shoot themselves in the foot yeah. constantly. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to pick them if they haven't been watching. But if people have been watching, I don't think they're going to pick them. Uh, no. Meanwhile, Iowa red hot right now. Uh, yeah. I thought that Illinois-Iowa game at the end might be a nice finish for Illinois. That is going to be a, a tough one with the way Keegan Murray's playing. They finally seem to be catching up to that net ranking um, that, that's been so yeah. high all year. What, what's their – I mean, that's a dangerous team coming to the NCAA tournament, isn't it? Yeah, well, and they are the most efficient offense, uh, according to Bart, BartTorvik.com this month. And and they are, I mean, by a mile on a points-per-possession basis. I mean, you saw it last night against Sparty, uh, whether it be by 26, hung 86 on them. I mean, they raced out to a massive early lead. I uh, mentioned Keegan Murray, Bohannon, you know, still dropping bombs. I mean, th- and they're starting to defend better. Yeah. And that's always been the issue with them, right, is, hey, sensational offensive ex- execution. I think Fran runs some of the best sets in college basketball. You know, really they remind me of is like a Big Ten version of the Davidson Wildcats. You know, a lot of floor spacing, great ball movement. Um, you know, they relish more of an up-tempo pace, and, and then they just splash from three repeatedly. And it, it's a beautiful brand of basketball. It really is. Uh, but, you know, ultimately for Iowa, it's going to come down, as it is for everybody else, draw. Um, you know, I think uh, they are looking at right now probably a seven seed. And you might say to yourself, wow, you know, they're they're nationally ranked. Popularity pools mean nothing. You know, they only have two quarter one wins. That's it. So the resume is rather meatless uh, for Iowa. And they have some work to do to you know, boost the bottom line. But if they are committed to playing defense – knowing how much they can fill up the cup, knowing they have maybe the best player in the country or best scorer in the country in Keegan Murray. Uh, yeah, they're a, a team that could be quite lethal in the postseason, though. I'm here to just get Mount Fran erupting. That's all I care about. I would love watching him drop F-bombs and various four-letter words. I mean, if you want to take your uh, impressionable young children to a game and you're within earshot of Fran McCaffrey, it's going to be an educational moment. I will tell you that much right now. He's a lot of fun to watch. Him and, and Danny Hurley yeah. both are some of my best watches. The fact that he was pumped up the crowd last night. Danny Hurley got tossed. Unbelievable. What the Unbelievable. heck was that? I'd like to see those Big East officials see Underwood and McCaffrey go at it for a game. No, that's, <laughs> that's always something. Uh, Rutgers and Michigan, um, wh- where you got them? What do they need to do to, to punch their tickets? Well, I got them back-to-back right now. Uh, latest version of the bracket, big board, on that 11 seed line. Um, and, you know, Rutgers is just a curious case. It's the most interesting you know, resume in a long time, I would imagine. It's weird. It, it is a, a very strange resume. you got an 80 net 
And, you know, for some people, that's an automatic disqualifier. But, again, the net and its sole form, just a sorting tool. You know, you got the three black eyes in the quadrant four and quadrant three losses, but he got six quadrant one wins. Six. And, uh, you know, they, they go toe-to-toe tonight. You know, and even though it's a thin team for Michigan uh, with no Musa Diabate, you know, we'll see what happens. I think Rutgers gets him, honestly, on the road tonight. Um, you know, as for the Wolverines, what really is booing their resume is the strength of schedule, which is top 10 in the country. You know, they got three quadrant ones. They got the handsome net r- ranking at 34. You know, they just got to basically play 500 ball. Both of them, uh, rest of the way, including the Big Ten tournament. And if that is the case, I think their names are going to be called when it's all said and done. I, I think the team that's probably on the thinnest ice right now is Indiana. I wanted to ask you about um, them, Brad, because it feels like yeah. a couple years ago, Indiana fans could have looked at Illinois and been like, they've missed five tournaments in a row or six tournaments in a row. I, I, I looked at it the other day, I'm like, they haven't made the tournament since 2016. Like that, That is unbelievable for a program like that, but they've lost five straight. Um, and boy, I, I know they got Maryland and Minnesota on the schedule, but th- th- those wins don't do much for them, right? Uh, Purdue and Rutgers. Don't hurt you. Yeah, they don't. Uh, Purdue and Rutgers are the big games left on their schedule. Like, uh, what do you think about their resume? Yeah, and that Rutgers game could almost be a play-in. Yeah, you know, quite honestly, for both teams, you know, pending the outcome of how Rutgers finishes in some of those other matchups. But yeah, I mean, Indiana's in trouble, uh, and. One of my very best friends who lives in Champaign, Rob Tishner. Shout out to you, Rob. Uh, diehard IU fan. And he was over for the Super Bowl, and he was asking me questions. Hey, what do you think of you know Indiana? And I'm like, well, what do you think of Indiana? He goes, man, we're just so lukewarm. And he just sounded so dejected. And there was a piece of me that, you know, I wanted to, like, kind of give him a hug, but I didn't. <laughs> I laughed. And I said, yeah, turnabout's fair play, you know, as an Illinois fan. Now, speaking objectively, you know, as the esteemed college basketball <laughs> reporter slash bracketologist I am, um, you know, Indiana's got work to do. But, yeah, they're heading in the wrong direction. And I, I just uh, that Ohio State game was a backbreaker. Yeah. You had him on the ropes, bro. You had him on the ropes. And he couldn't, you know, levy the knockout punch. And here's the killer in this, Jeremy. And here's the gambler in me. Uh, I might have had a ticket on Indiana. <laughs> At, uh, you know, plus, I think it was plus five and a half. How do you not cover it overtime? Yeah, lose by 11. How do you not cover it? You lose, what did you lose by 11, 13? What the heck, man? Come on, Woodson, talk your boys up. All right, Brad, before I let you go, which of the Big Ten's teams, like, obviously it's matchup based, right? But who do you feel yep. good about going to the tournament? Because, like, Wisconsin, they keep winning, but do you feel good about them? In, no, in a, I don't. <laughs> um, Illinois, they haven't really put it together. Purdue, great offense. I can see them making a Final Four on the offense, but do they play good enough defense? Who do you like? Yeah, I really don't like anybody. <laughs> um, you know, Iowa's got their own warts. Uh, you know, and again, if they have one bad shooting night, they're going to get blown out. But that's a rarity for that team. Uh, Michigan could put, you know, components and pieces together. We have Hunter Dickinson and his ability to beat you inside, outside, and Diabate's emergence. You know, that's a team that would be a tough draw as a double-digit seed if they even make the dance. I think Rutgers and their ability to play defense are also going to be a tough matchup. And, you know, Ron Harper Jr. uh, has been shooting the ball really well from outside uh, despite his injury and Geo Baker. Uh, and Amorier has been money. I mean, he has emerged as one of the premier rim protectors and rim rockers uh, in, in the Big Ten and really in the entirety of college basketball. I just go back to Illinois 
And again, it, it just kind of, maybe it's seeping in, you know, my colleagues in the industry saying, well, Illinois got all the ingredients, man. It's balance, right? got all right? the pieces. It's balance. Right. Yeah, they got balance. It's it. balance. And yeah. all they got to do is gel in time. And, you know, I was telling my wife this. It's just like, you know, February was going to be such a critical month for this team uh, because of, you know, how few minutes that Kofi and Curbelo had played on the floor entering the month together at the same time that if they were able to get enough playing time together, um, you know, the pick and roll is going to be devastating. And I still think Illinois has got the best shot to go deepest in the NCAA tournament. I really do. I just hope we don't see Kentucky until like the final four. (laughs) Well, Brad Evans, Valley Sports, follow him at Noisy Huevos on Twitter. Brad, hopefully we can catch up around Selection Sunday, man, and break down the uh, big board, but we'll stay tuned to you, man. Yeah, and you know what? If we do do that, uh, I will be coming to you live from Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay uh, Casino. So don't work too hard. Well, you you might you got to hit me before noon, gotcha. Werner, because the beverage will likely be flowing uh, in preparation. You know, I got to build up the liver and the tolerance ahead of the first day's action, which tips at like nine fifteen a.m. Pacific time. It's the greatest experience. Like if you've never been to Vegas for the NCAA tournament. You haven't lived. Well, I haven't lived yet. That needs to be on one of my bucket lists. But maybe this year I'll actually be covering an NCAA tournament game, Brad. So I haven't done that off my list quite yet. So, (laughs) Brad Evans, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it, my man. Great stuff, as always, from Brad Evans. Check him out at Noisy Huevos on Twitter. You can also check him out at BallySports.com. Just search that bracket big board on Google, and you can uh, keep up to date every night. Whenever he tweets out that link, I'm checking it out, see what uh, changes uh, with the Big Ten, with Illinois, all that. But pretty good spot Illinois is sitting in. Uh, I know one seed is now almost like an expectation after last year. Um, But to, to be in that top four, top five range, uh, consistently, that's that's pretty huge. I know there's a lot of stress right now um, on Illinois basketball, given what happened last year. Given that two years ago you weren't able to, you know, have a chance at a run, so it feels like there's a lot of pressure on this team. But this is what good programs need to do. This is why Tom Izzo, you know, especially the prime Tom Izzo here. I don't know if we're out of that, but feels like the last three years they haven't been quite as good, or two years especially. But, like, Prime, when you're good, you're getting a chance, a bite at the apple every year. And if you're a a top four, top five seed every year, you have a chance to make these prolonged runs. And maybe the year you think you're loaded, like last year, um, you think it's your best chance, you don't go as far. But a year you don't think you're as as strong, that's the year you you make a run to a Final Four. So I don't know if it's this year, next year, four years from now, uh, but that's what uh, makes those successful programs successful because Michigan State's had early exits, disappointing exits. Kansas, we know, has disappointing exits. Kentucky uh, does, but you know, you get enough bites at the apple with really good teams. You got a chance to make uh, history uh, at your program. So we'll see if that happens with Illinois. Got Ohio State on Thursday night. Check out all our contents previewing that one in Illini Inquirer. Brad Underwood did say today Benjamin Bossman's Verdonk is in concussion protocol after taking that inadvertent hit uh, in the eye against Michigan State. So seems doubtful for tomorrow. But also, R.J. Melendez, emergency appendectomy. What more? Uh, could Illinois go through this year? I was just writing the story at R.J. Melendez being out against Ohio State with that appendectomy. I mean, two concussions that have cost you games to your most important players, Andre Curbelo and, of course, Kofi Coburn. Trent Frazier's missed games with a knee and shoulder injury. Austin Hutcherson, a sports hernia. 
Goody has back spasms. Grandison missed a game with the flu, and ten players contracted COVID uh, during the holidays. So just been one of those years. Yet here you are, fighting potentially for a three seed, two seed. If everything goes well and you win out, as Brad uh, Evans said, maybe a one seed is still in play. I think that'd be very difficult, but it's pretty amazing uh, what they've been able to do. And that's why Brad Underwood deserves Coach of the Year. Uh, recognition, or at least in that conversation, and he is for both the Big Ten and nationally. So it's going to be a fun finish here. Three of the last four at home, two games sold out Ohio State and Iowa. You got a trip to Michigan. That rivalry is certainly fun. Uh, no Juwan Howard in that one, but you got a trip to Michigan this weekend, and you got Penn State at, at home too. So you got to take care of business. But a busy last 11 days, and then we get into the postseason, and that's going to be a ton of fun, maybe some stress. But uh, it's good to have stress this time of year when you're talking about can they win a Big Ten? Can they make it to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament? It's good that uh, we're talking about those kind of things instead of having Brad Evans on and talking about what does Illinois need to do to get on the bubble? Because a lot of years when I was on radio having Brad Evans on, that's what we were talking about. All right, thank you for listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. Give us a follow, a rating, review, wherever you get your podcast. That helps us out a ton. If you're watching this on YouTube or you do watch the podcast on YouTube, subscribe there, guys. We put a lot of video content up now, and it's been great to see your guys' feedback. Seems like you're enjoying it. Uh, so we'll continue to put that up. So give us a follow, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, that helps us out a lot as well. And as always, read all the great content at IlliniEnquirer.com. And as always... It's $1 if you want a VIP membership. The Michael Tulip Film Rooms are worth it by themselves, so you can always do that as well. All right, everybody, take care of each other. Have a great day. Enjoy the Ohio State game. We'll talk to you afterwards right here on the Online Enquirer podcast.